You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey there, this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. I am your host, Nina Perez, and we are here to discuss life topics to challenge and transform your thinking. Let's do this. Today, I have someone I had the pleasure of meeting. And you want to talk about transforming thinking? Yeah, this is what we're going to do today. Her name is Denise Lamoureux, and she has combined her education and knowledge in both Western and Eastern medicine to create the Collect Technique. Did I say that right? The Collect Technique? Perfect. That's That's a tongue twister. For core trauma healing. Now, the Colette Technique helps people find freedom from long-term ailments, including anxiety, addiction, suicidal thoughts, cutting, weight gain or loss, autoimmune system illnesses, physical problems, and low self-esteem. Now, that touches a lot of things, Denise. So um, I can't wait to get into all of that. So before we get into that, let my audience know a little bit more about who you are. Great. And, uh, you know, it touches all those things because I've had all those things. <laughs> right? I hear that. So that's yeah. where, where it comes from. So I am a child of trauma, which, of course, back I'm 62 now. And so back when I was a child, we didn't talk about these things. Right. Okay. You didn't you didn't have counselors at school that we, you could discuss things with and et cetera. So, no, I went through life like everything was normal. And uh really kind of functioned, but functioned in a survival mode. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, when I was about 28, 29, I bought a restaurant. I was very successful, motivated in fear. I got married. I had two babies. I got divorced when my kids were really little. I was on my own financially, physically, emotionally. And I was really happy. You know, I had, I, I bought myself a house. I was making great money. I had the Mercedes, the ski house at Okemo, but inside I was a mess. Mm. I suffered from severe anxiety, horrible panic attacks. Uh, I was insomniac. I went to Norwalk Hospital Sleep Clinic, you know, just everything. No self-esteem, no belief in not good enough. Always thinking I was going to fail terrified that the world was not a safe place and no one could help me back then 
You know, there wasn't Xanax, there wasn't Zoloft, there wasn't Eastern medicine. Right. There weren't tarot readers on every corner. So I uh, sort of bucked up as we children of trauma do, right? And I found Chardonnay. And all of a sudden I found that Chardonnay could get rid of my anxiety. Mm. And I became even more successful. And now I'm doing Channel 12's cooking segment, but I'm still a mess. So I now become an alcoholic, just like my mother, my father, my siblings. I've gone to rehab twice. I've done, I've done AA, I've tried everything and nothing's working. So I go off in search of Eastern medicine. Mm-hmm. Now, back then, you kind of, you like, I'd have to drive to Rhode Island and find a healer, a teacher there, and I'd go up to Maine to study with John Holland and mediumship. You know, it wasn't the kind of thing that was right out there. Right. You had to get introduced. And if you took this class, you could meet that person. So I became a shaman and a theta healer and a Reiki master and you name it, I got it. But I'm still not getting better. And one mm. day I come home and the restaurant, the building behind my restaurant, which was my liquor room and my food storage, got struck by lightning and burned to the ground. Right? So I go and I know nothing of divine intervention. And wow. I'm crying. I go rebuild this building and it turns out gorgeous, gorgeous. And I think I can't put food and liquor in this. So by this point, my friends, you know, now that I've met are Reiki masters and clairvoyants and things like that. So they start doing some work there. And I start saying, well, I've got a little wellness center and it's quite big. And Natural Awakenings, the magazine calls me because I've really got a pretty good reputation in town. My restaurant's a landmark by this point. I owned it for 26 years. And they said, we heard you opened a wellness center. And I said, I did. Now, <laughs> I didn't have a stick of furniture, right. <laughs> a, a, a phone, a, a website, nothing. And they said, well, we want to promote you for the month of September, oh, boy. Last week of July. And I had five weeks to build a wellness center. I literally went to Abbey Richmond and rented furniture. So I created this wellness center and it was, as you build it, they will come. Right. And healers started to come from all over the world. I had, we had gurus, we had dots on our heads, we're dressed in saris. I mean, that was really fun, right? Right. But I can't get sober. I can't stay sober. I'm getting three months. And here I am, the epitome of madness, right? And I think that that's important to remember because Mm -hmm. children of trauma grew up in chaos. And so we don't even know we're living in chaos because we're so used to it as adults, right? So I'm... In workshops on in my wellness center with gurus and, and mantras all day on Saturday. And then I'm changing my clothes and going over and running my restaurant and eating cheeseburgers and drinking wine. Wow. Right. So I finally uh, go off to India. I cried every day, hated India, but I loved it. And when I got back from India, I just knew that I was missing something. And by this point, I had gotten my kids, you know, my kids were done with college or, or maybe I was in the last year. So I sold everything except my house. I sold the restaurant. Yeah. I sold the wellness center. And I just went on a search because I wasn't getting better and no one could help me. Right. And I met uh, a gentleman, Dr. Gabor Mate, who is a world famous addiction trauma doctor. I saw him on a YouTube 
And I Googled him and that, that was it. I just, wherever he, he was teaching in conferences, I booked a flight, I booked a hotel and off I went. And I began to study addiction and trauma and the neurobiological system and, and how the brain works and how all this trauma we have sits in our unconscious. Yeah. And we realize that we hate Jerry because of something that happened when we were four and poor Jerry doesn't have anything to do with it, right? Right. And that we drink because we're trying to get our body to normal because right. we don't right. know on a scale of one to 10, we're running at 50 because we've been running at 50 our whole life. So I created, so after a, a couple of years of that, I created this form of healing called the Colette Technique Core Trauma Healing. And it saved my life. It's just totally transformed everything. That's so what amazing. we do is we override the conscious brain, getting into the unconscious brain where the trauma sits, because that's where all the trauma is. And so now I have this incredible healing business, which I'm so grateful for. I'm a trauma healer. I specialize in all those things that you you brought up. And I do it. I'm mostly one-on-one. Pre-COVID, I was doing a lot of motivational speaking. Um, I am starting that again. That's as an effect. I'm doing some mm-hmm. corporate next week because I want to get out to the masses because this stuff, you know, as well as I, we think we're the only one. Right, right. We're not. We're not, right. everybody's carrying it. And, and the right. thing is that I want to emphasize too, before we really sort of pick it apart and how it works is trauma is a funky word, isn't it? You know, people think it's got to be sexual abuse or you've got to be beaten or you had to have been in a car accident. Trauma is not that, it's not what happened to you. It's how did you feel inside? Right, right. right? So it could be a child who, two parents are just trying to get enough money for school and food and they're both working and the child comes home alone every day. And he feels that he's lonely and no one wants him and I don't matter and all these things get expanded. And then the parents maybe come home tired and they snap at him for not doing the dishes. They don't recognize the fact that he vacuumed. So nothing that I do is good enough, right? Right. And so it's all that kind of stuff that nobody meant to traumatize anybody. Right. It's right. just how it's in, how it's imprinted in the brain. Right. And so the the brain is like the most powerful tool you'll ever have. So once that starts to get uh, traumatized or affected, it will affect your entire life. That's why you have to work on the on the mind. But Denise, there was something very interesting you said too. You said that you went seeking and then you said I came up with the Colette technique right and that just kind of like blew my mind for a second because I'm like so what you're saying is is that the healing properties that you needed to get you to move forward was already inside of you yeah right I mean yes you had to expand your knowledge yes you have to know yeah but but it was in you Right. And and another powerful thing about your um, I call it a testimony, but your 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 talk and your testimony to others is that people really do think that things are going to be a quick fix. And it's not right, because you're saying that you are with the gurus, you are doing everything you're supposed to do. And then you would go have your cheeseburgers and your and your liquor and everything. And you were still going in to, to, trying to get recovery. Right. 
And that, that speaks volumes, doesn't it? It speaks volumes that yes, all of the spiritual stuff and the connection that we're trying to do and the healing that we're trying to do is important. But if you don't start working on the brain, if you don't start working on your mind, I don't care how many candles you light. I don't care. You know, I mean, they might smell good, but they're not going to do anything unless you get your mind right. And that's very powerful. On probably 20,000 Reiki tables, 20,000 tables. I probably had rattles shaken at me, drums put over me, you know, things. And if you can't get into the unconscious and release that, it's not going to work. Right. Right. You got to so get that mind. Talk about that for a minute, if we can. Yeah, let's let's I'm do it. To your listeners, what how that works. So, if your child, especially for five and under, because at five and under, the brain is only developed in an unconscious brain. It hasn't become analytical yet, right? Mm-hmm. Six to nine is when we sort of question the tooth fairy and Santa. So, prior to that, we believe everything to be truth. Our parents are basically God, if you will, right? Yep, right. And so everything that happens with them, we assume is okay. That's our. That's how we're supposed to be kept safe. So you go through that and what happens is you create these coping mechanisms to survive. And what's supposed to happen when traumatic experiences happen or you feel like you're being abused or yelled at or whatever, the brain's supposed to fight or flee. But as a kid, there is no fight or flee. So the brain has to find a new way to cope. Right. And so it kicks freeze or fawn. And freeze is when we freeze with fear, we're paralyzed with fear. And fawn is when we fawn all over you to get you to like us. I'll do anything, just don't abandon me. Or you'll notice the little girl will sort of pick up on the energy that mom and dad are about to have a fight. So she'll come in and be her little cutie self, right? To see if she can stop that. You know, those are adaptability skills. Right, that, right. That survival, survival. Survival right. skills, exactly. Right. And what happens with that is it's it's very similar to if you were walking through the forest and a bear jumped out at you, your brain would say, oh my God, there's a bear. It would send energy to your heart. It would send energy to your adrenal glands. Your cortisol levels are going to rise. You're going to run. If you fall and break your ankle, you're still going to get up and run, right? That's great if there's a bear in the forest. But what if you're a kid? And you right. never know when the bear is going to come home. What if you're a kid of a child of an alcoholic? You never know when the bear is going to jump out at you. Right. So you activate in that survival mode every minute of the day for the rest of your life. And right. basically what happens, Nina, is it's kind of like putting your car in drive and flooring the gas, putting your car in neutral and flooring the gas pedal. Something's good. Been right. a good analogy. Yeah. And that's what I want to talk about with trauma, because I think that First of all, we're going through a massive mental health epidemic right now. Big time. I want everybody that's listening, please reach out to anybody you can. Suicide rates are 400% up. Drug overdoses are just absolutely astronomical. Reach out. You're not alone. You know, absolutely. But what happens is something's going to break. So it's going to be either addiction. Mm -hmm. All addiction comes from trauma, but not all trauma causes addiction. And so what I say to a lot of my clients is the other things that'll happen because the brain suppresses all these traumas and pushes it down, anything autoimmune. This is where we get psoriasis, childhood asthma on an astronomical rise. I was an asthmatic child. Absolutely. Uh, Diabetes, Epstein-Barr, Lyme, COVID, 
multiple sclerosis, lupus, like all these things that are going to be created from an autoimmune system, we just see completely on the rise. Right. That's true. Because the body can't keep up at the pace that it was keeping up. Right. And, and, you know, that's where, you know, that's where that, that, you know, you hit that wall. That's where that mental illness comes in. Right. Because you there is, you know, your brain, first of all, it's going to help you survive. It's going to help you survive. That's its job. Right. So even if it's, even it's, if it's not serving you well, it thinks it is. So it'll protect you no matter what, no matter what it's like, you know, um, somebody like me who struggles with, you know, with obesity, right. And something that I'm overcoming. And I realize that my brain is going to immediately try to stop me from physical uh, fitness, from physical, because it's trying to say, no, 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 it's okay. It's something that you don't, you don't really like. It didn't really serve you well in the back. And, and so I have to overcome that every single time it's a battle. Like, no, I see that you're trying to protect me, but we're going to be changing this now. This is going to be a new way now, you know, and, and but unless you understand that your brain is is so powerful and all it's doing is I always I always tell my my clients when I'm coaching them is like, how is that serving you? Well, I never go to the negative. I always go like, how is it serving you? How is it trying to protect you? You know, because how's that working for you? Yeah. Yeah. How's that working? Right. And because I don't want them to go straight to the negative of what their brain is doing, because the brain is trying to cause comfort and happiness and peace and joy. Like you said, right, when you're a child, you'll you'll you said um, freeze or fawn. Right. Because your brain is automatically trying to cause some kind of protection for you. It's right. not trying to destroy you. It's trying to protect you. But what happens is, is when you are, don't deal with those issues, yeah. that's when it, that's when you go to the trauma. I right. love that you started with your story like that because so many people are seeking right now, Denise, so many people are seeking and there's too many fake gurus out there trying to say that they have the answer for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a couple of things on what you said, there was a great study that came out in 2012 by Har- in Harvard uh, called the study of the developing child. It's actually in the academia pediatric journal, but it was kind of the first time that somebody with credentials was re- recognizing trauma. And it basically said that the coping skills, I'm paraphrasing it, that the coping skills that we created as children for survival whether due to neglect, scarcity, blah, 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 were, nece- were vital. That was yeah. great, but are detrimental to our physical, emotional relationship health as adults. Why? Because just as you said, they don't work for you in this world. So right. where I shove food in my mouth when I'm a kid, I shove alcohol in. Either way, it's same, same addiction, right? That's right. I disconnect and freeze. That's not going to serve me in society to paralyze and freeze. And that's what I was doing. I was pulling over on the highway and I couldn't move because I was Mm. so terrified in a panic attack. Right, right, right. And so it's that kind of stuff that we wanna work on. But if I live at a root cause, let's say, and I think both of us did, where my world is not a safe place. So I'm a child of an alcoholic. So no, you never know what my mother's going to do. Right, right. right. You never know how my father's going to be. Same here, stepfather, yep. Exactly. And so if you're a child of an alcoholic, you do realize that your world isn't a safe place because your world is just your little house. Yes, that's right. And then that little house becomes the whole world. And so it becomes, so instead we ask the question, what happened, not what's the matter with me? No, 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 no. 
what happened to you that made you believe the world is an unsafe place? Right. 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 What happened? And as soon as you can pull that out, and, and again, here's the important part. If the essence of trauma is disconnect and disassociation, which it basically is, the, the healing of trauma has to be a reconnect and a reassociation with the present day self. It's got to be this, Denise, this Nina that says, oh, to the little, to the younger version of yourself. We went through that. That was wrong. They mm-hmm. were wrong. And then what you always find, Nina, that I find fascinating, let's use abandonment. Let's use abandonment. Or, or yeah, let's just use abandonment. When you go back and you look at whatever trauma, trauma happened at the age and, and you see, you know, oh, she felt, she felt abandonment or she was abandoned. And so now she's got this core of abandonment and she's going to bring it into her adult life, like Harvard says. And now here I am. And this was me among my many traumas. Here I am in any kind of a relationship. If somebody does something in the slightest bit of abandonment. Okay, I was just going to say that. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Right on a scale of one to ten, I go to a twenty because I already live at ten. Right, I right, already right. expect you to abandon me right. every time the phone rings. I'm ready for you to abandon me, right? So, but what is what's also fascinating when you do this work, when you go back and heal that trauma with the present day version of yourself, you have to tell the younger version of yourself because she's going to tell you. But you've been abandoning you. Mm. You've been abandoning you. You haven't been taking care of us. You take care of everybody else. You don't think about me. You say you're never going to eat chocolate again. You're eating it every day. You say, you're ne- you know what I mean? And you right. find that you, you're abandoning yourself. Right. And so it's the whole, you know, you can, you get that woe is me. Why does everybody abandon me? Well, you abandon you. You know, right. that, that's the energy. Field. Right. That's, that's I mean, that's what we do, right? I mean, we see things, we, through our lens, through the way we, we, our map, our map of the world, and then we, we get this information, we distort the information, we generalize it. So now everybody's abandoning me, right? And then we focus on the wrong things. It's kind of like when you, you know, like I was using this uh, with the client as an example, like as soon as I bought my black, um, my black SUV, it's a, it's a Ford Explorer. I saw a Ford Explorer everywhere. I went right and it's because why because I bought a Ford Explorer so that's what I'm focusing on right Denise so when you go into these relationships and your your husband buys you flowers because he loves you you completely distort the message it's not because he loves you it's because he did something wrong because a boyfriend in the past gave you flowers after he did something wrong exactly right yeah this is what we do with life and go back farther my mother bought me ruby slippers because when I was four, because she was so drunk the night before, she wants to make up for it, right? Right, right. So you mm-hmm. learn, young, you learn that flower thing young. What'd you do? Why are you giving me something? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And yep. I think that we children of trauma. I can speak for myself. I really had to work on learning how to receive. Like that. Oh, yeah. That's hard. Home. That is hard to do. Like yeah. ask somebody to bring you some soup because you're sick. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> and I know in the healthy world, people would do that. Oh, <laughs> even 
in a healthy world. Isn't that something? I, I never even thought about that, but you're right. It's very hard to receive because you don't feel like you're worthy anyway. So when somebody tries to give you something like that, you're like, whoa, it's almost like a re- an instant rejection to that, yeah. right? And right. actually, what do you want? Why are you doing that? Why am I getting soup? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, your your cynical mind just goes there again because your brain is just going to protect you. Your brain is going to protect you. Hey, remember last time? Remember last time somebody did this to you? You know, and it's and just going yeah. to protect you because that's its job. That's its job. Protect you with the program that it ran when it was four. That's when, right. And when it was five. And that's that right. program that it's going to keep using. And that's what this work is all about. Yeah, that's good. Programs and rewiring the brain and rewiring and and letting go of those beliefs. And it's been extraordinary. I've had an amazing couple of years. I mean, I can we talk a little bit about what what your um, the Colette technique is? Can we talk a little bit about that? Sure. You know, it's really fascinating because, you know, when people are ready, they're ready. Mm -hmm. And so kind of a set what a session is, is what you're asking me. Right. So Mm -hmm. what a session does is you come in. And I don't really need to, you can tell me anything you want, but I don't really need to know it because the trauma is going to come out, you know, right, whether right. you're a child of an alcoholic, but you, but you can, you, most, most clients do tell me in the beginning, but we get some energy. So again, the brain, if we can get the brain to a state of neural relaxation, the unconscious really so important. down and yeah. it goes, she's not dangerous. Okay. And again, it's not the present day Nina that's saying that. It's not right. the present day Denise. It's those inner children or inner voices in our head that are always going to be there. We just need to see, say, change what they're thinking. And so she'll, it'll start to relax. The brain will go, okay, she's not so dangerous. And it does want to get rid of this. And so then what happens is trauma will get stuck in the body. Yep. And so oh, you'll that's find, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Especially neck and throat. You'll find in the beginning of a session, <clears throat> that's that'll happen almost all the time. And, and you, anybody who goes to like large meditation groups, you'll notice as soon as the meditation starts, <clears throat> because the throat holds, I've got to control everything mm. and I'm going to keep myself safe, right? And that come, does that come from the brain? Is the brain like activating that? Well, every part of the body, I don't know if you follow Louise Hay or other people who mind body, every part of the body holds a certain emotional ailment. Okay. So uh, the if uh, I'm blind in my left eye since birth, I'm sure I didn't, I didn't want to come in and see my mother, right? I mean, there you go. Uh, knees are pride and ego, hips, a lot of all the hip problems these days and all the hip replacements. Hip has the emotional root of dread that there's nothing to move forward to. Oh, wow. Right? So all the parts of the body have them. But so anyway, let's go to the throat because you're almost always going there with with trauma. So if this, if this, let's look at it from Western medicine, if this area is going to hold, I got to control everything, I got to keep myself safe. Well, then look at the arteries from the brain to the lungs, the brain to the heart, the brain to the, to the body, the cells, those, they're going to constrict. What's the first thing we do when we're in fear? We constrict. Right. So then when we're having a panic attack, we think we can't breathe. We think we're having a stroke. But really so what happens is the throat has just constricted. Right. That's interesting. And so, yeah. So you get a client who's got a, tra- a trauma, you know, they're going to say, I'm going to, you're going to feel, see they have neck problems. You're going to see they have throat problems. The, the benefit for me is because I have such an Eastern background 
that if the client doesn't immediately see the trauma, doesn't see the trauma right away, which most of the time they will, I do. So I can say to a client, listen, I'm in a bedroom with two beds. It's got giraffe wallpaper. It's got a giraffe lamp and a giraffe bureau. Do you, you know, like, it's not like, hey, I'm in a room that's got two beds and the rug is blue. It's like, I know. And Very go, specific. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I, somebody can say to me, that's my grandmother's house, right? And then we know we're right there. But they can also do it themselves. So, um, so you put some, some, some energy in, some colors in, you really try to get down through here, you get the body to the state of neural relaxation. And you say, tell me where you are. Tell the body to take us to what happened in this throat, right? We don't just be general, we focus on an area. Tell me, or let's say you've got a bad elbow or whatever it might be. Tell the body to take me there to what happened. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden you'll see your client say, well, wow, I'm four years old. I'm in my living room. And then we say, okay, well then let's go. Let's go see what's happening at this age. And then when you get in there at this age, you feel it. Wow, I hate it here. Wow, I want to get out of here. My dad's drinking. I know what happens after my dad drinks. And that's where we do the healing, right there. With this Nina and that Nina. And this Nina is going to pick that Nina up. Because now you're the one that's going to be in charge and keep you safe. Because nobody was doing that before. Right, got it. And now you have to do that, right? And probably chances are, if we're honest with ourselves, and, and when we are in my sessions, all these years, you haven't been keeping yourself safe. I wasn't keeping myself safe every time I was drinking and driving. I wasn't of keeping course. myself safe, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so then you come back. So there's one trauma. Then you go get another one. And you go get another one. And you go get another one. And now you've got these, like, say, three, four different versions of yourself. And what was that? Exactly what I said in the beginning. The disconnect and the disassociation. That's what they are. That's why you, they don't stand out in your mind because they got suppressed into a part of the brain called the amygdala. That's what holds the trauma. They get suppressed, depressed, and repressed. So now you've got these four things. Now you got to connect them. Right. Wow. Now that's, we gotta, a lot of, that's a lot of good work. Yeah. Now we got to go up into higher frequencies, right? Into love and for, forgiveness. Not so much. We don't really have to. I mean, at some point we do, but we don't really have to in the beginning. And then you reconnect them in a higher frequency. And then right then and there, we'll take out some old programs, right? Like like something like, in, uh, and we'll, we'll have you inhale and hold because the air will hit the bottom of the pineal gland. So the pineal gland sits in the brain with all its little antennae. It's the way you think about Mary and Mary calls you. Mm -hmm, it's also mm -hmm. the way you create your world. So we'll take a couple programs out. I release the belief that the world is in a safe place. I release blah, blah, blah. And then what's important, and this is the important part, then we put in the new ones. But I record the new ones because the brain is never going to accept those new programs. Right. Because we right. have lied to ourselves too many times. Right. We do this work with Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza. He puts brain monitors on people and heart monitors on people. And so we watch what the brain doesn't take. So I send you home with a little five minute recording of, I, and I've got the frequency scale here behind me, which would probably be a little tricky to see. But anyway, uh, I align <laughs> my frequency of happy. I activate new programs that say I'm safe. Uh, I activate new neural pathways that say my world is wonderful. 
and we reprogram whatever it is, you know, uh, whatever it is, if we're trying to give up food, if we're trying to give up alcohol, whatever it is, we just re put new programs in and then just right. listen to them kind of every day for about two weeks and 10 days to two weeks. And then the new programs are in. And my clients basically describe it as like one client. I, I think she, I love the way she said it. She had horrible rage. And she said, I went to scream at my wife and nothing came out. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And she right. didn't really know what to do because I hadn't listened to the, the alignments enough to have the new program yet. Because if you're going to take the old coping skills out, like right. a glass of wine, like, like scambling, like whatever, right? You got to put something else in. That's right. Like and your brain is your brain is literally like the best computer in oh. the planet. Nobody can ever duplicate the brain. And I do something similar, but not not that deep. Um, well, not in that way, I should say, because what I do is I do eye movement with yeah. my client mm -hmm. and, and what it's doing. It's literally filing the, the trauma or the memory in the right place because it's in the wrong place. And that's why we get the, the traumas that we get and all of that, because it's it, your brain filed it in the wrong place it and we now have to move it yet. to the right. Yeah. Right. yeah. It didn't get a chance to process it. So it had to file. Right. Exactly. It immediately filed it, right? Trauma came, it filed it away. Yeah. This trauma. We're not ever doing that again. You know, I but you have that. to, yeah, you have to move that. Brain spotting sometimes where you, you do the same thing, eye movement and, and music on with bilateral sound. So it's left brain. Yeah. It's amazing, right? With the brain. Yeah. It's amazing. I, mean, I am falling in love with the brain even oh, more. So I am in love with the brain. I <laughs> just think that if we had, this is what I say to my clients, because I have a lot of 18 year olds, 15 year olds, 20 year olds, just as much as I have adults. But I always say, wow, you know, if I, if somebody got to me when I was 15, how know, right? that would be, you know, how incredible. I know because you, and you know, but you weren't supposed to Denise, because you're no. supposed to be where you are right now, sitting right here, right now, having right. this conversation. Right. Because I, I, you know, I always say life happens for us, right. You know, not at us, but for us. And although, you know, I've been through a lot of trauma, you read my book, thank you for reading it. Yeah, and, and you've been through so much as well. And at first I used to be very angry and bitter about that. Right. So that's where the depression came in and the anxiety and all of that. And I'm, and I'm doing a lot of self-work on myself, especially during this last maybe two years. And I've realized that a lot of things that I did write in the book or a lot of trauma no longer is a trauma for me. Like some folks, you know, I'll be able to talk about it. I'm like, yeah, okay. So that, and they're like, oh my God, that happened to you. And I'm like, yeah, like it's you good. It's filed. It's filed. It's good. <laughs> it's and it's filed. And I think yeah. one thing I don't, I just want to say this for your listeners, because uh, if this happens for them, this was one thing that was really difficult for me to heal was every time I went to somebody, they told me that I had to forgive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now I don't disagree with that, but if I'm in the, if I'm in the middle of my trauma, then I'm probably four years old. I'm probably six years old. Yeah, you're probably stuck in that trauma. That makes sense. Right. So when I'm crying, I can't believe that. Right. I'm four. I don't think it's a good time to tell me that I contracted for this and that I asked for this to happen and that I need to learn to forgive. Right. That right. really delayed right. my growth. Yeah. What do you mean by that part right there when you said um, that I say that again, that so, you didn't make this happen, you said? 
Yeah. So when I went to healers, when I was really trying to get this done and, yeah. and you know, I would go to healers and they would say, and again, now I'm in the middle of an, it's not the, the present Denise, right? Right, I mean, right. Of course. Just, I'm crying and this is my enemy and nobody loved me. Right. There's my four-year-old coming out. Right. The healers sometimes would say to me, which, which is, can be true, you know, look, don't forget you contracted for this. Oh, you contracted for this. Okay. Right. You need to forgive. You need to forgive. Well, a what does that mean? Can I ask you to explain that a little bit that you contracted contract. for this? So this, the belief that we came into this life with a contract that we came in. Oh, got it. Okay. I didn't understand that. Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. Purposely to do this, to become healers and that we took on, we wanted to learn self-love or whatever we wanted to mm-hmm. learn. Got and whether or not that is so, doesn't matter. You just right. can't tell that to a four-year-old. Right. So yeah. I mean, it also puts you in the position to feel, I would think, even worse. Right. Oh, so I put oh, myself, I put myself to do, to, to be molested, to be raped, oh. to be beaten. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I signed up for that contract. I was hoodwinked. <laughs> That's what I would say. I was like, I must have been some sort of a general to have signed. Right. <laughs> but the point of it is when you're in your meltdown, you're not the present age Nina. Right. That right? makes sense. And that's not the time to tell me that or to tell me that I have to forgive. Right. All that's good. I have to do right now is get to neutrality. Like you said, all yeah. I have to do is heal. You get to the point where it's processed. It happened. There's no power in it. There's no triggers in it. You don't react from it anymore. And then maybe I'll get to the point where I want to forgive. Right? That's but- really, really good advice, Denise. That's really good advice because you're right. And I, you know, as you're saying that, I'm like, wow, okay. I need to rephrase too, because like my son has PTSD, right? So when he was going through the, I, nobody loves me type of thing, I would do that thing that you just said not to do. Right. Cause we're trying to save our children and we don't want them to go through it. Right. Um, but that makes so much sense because I remember when, when I would be going through something and my husband's like, Oh, but you're strong. And I don't want to hear that right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be like, I don't want to hear that. I am like, I am bitching right now because I want to bitch right now. (laughs) So I totally get it. Yeah. Bitching right now because you're bitching as part of the 16 year old. Right. Yes, totally. Not want to hear that, (laughs) and it's not going to help her. And that's really good. Really good. Delayed for years. My ability to get better was that. Wow. Because then I would stop going to people. Yeah. Because I was afraid they were going to. You were discouraged, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, and that would, that is discouraging, right? Because if you're constantly going to be the one that caused the issue or caused the, you're just like, forget it. Just forget it. You know, but I'm so glad you found your, say again. If I already don't feel good enough, I already don't feel worthy. And now you're telling me I'm, I'm wrong for the way I feel. Right. Right. There I back in childhood again, aren't I? Right. Wow. That's deep. Yeah. That's deep. I love the kind of work that you're doing with people. And um, I learned, I learn a lot. Every time we have a conversation, um, you always have like a lot of wisdom, uh, Denise. And I think that that's why you are so successful in what you are doing, because, you know, you're looking at people as people, right? As humans. And that, that yes, you can get through this. You're going to get through this. And you're right about these 
amazingly hard statistics that you threw out, you know, the depression being up like two to 400% or whatever it is. Like, I know that 400% from the ages of 10. I know. I know. I know. I know. And it's, it's a real thing. I mean, this is real. This is real talk. And, you know, COVID came and kicked everybody's ass really. And, and mental health is one of the biggest things that's happening right now with trying to get even out of it. And now, you know, with social media and, and, and just the news and all of that, trying to now scare you again with something else, it just, you know, it's a constant hit to the same spot. Right. Right. And that's why this, uh, this healing um, is so vital. It's so vital with the drug overdose rate and the addiction. You know, people are dying left and right. Yeah. Where's the corresponding alarm? Where's the corresponding national crisis? Right, right, right. Not there. I know. And I mean, I was just reading a statistic too. I think it's like up 70 something percent with domestic violence as well. And that is now causing more trauma, not just to the person having this domestic violence, but to the children watching, uh, to the neighbors, to the co-workers who see this, you know, it causes that. And, um, you know, I think the work that you're doing is is really impactful and very powerful. On that, which yeah. I think is really cool. I don't know the name of the person and I don't know the name of the school. I, I, I went to a lecture and I, I wish I had written down his name in the school, but I didn't know it was going to be so fascinating. There was a gentleman, I believe it was like New Haven or Hartford, and there was a lot of domestic violence going on in, and he was a grammar school teacher. And there was just a, a lot of domestic violence, a lot of poverty. And so he came up with this idea and he, he told the kids that they were having a new teacher come, but that she wasn't gonna be here for a month, but she wanted to get to know them. And could they write a letter to her every day? And that was the key, every day. So every day, these little fourth graders, fifth graders, third graders would write these letters to the teacher, and then they'd get a letter back. But because they started to do it every day, they started to feel comfortable to say, last night I didn't sleep really well because mom and dad were fighting, right? I get really worried because my grandma is dying. Whatever started to come So it gave these teachers an opportunity to go to the parents before they call DCF and instead of calling DCF and say, hey, this is what's going on. We just want to give you an opportunity to know that your children are in fear and we'll, you, know, you either have to work it out or we'll have to call DCF. And it was extraordinary, the change that occurred. I mean, yeah, I, I mean- love that. That's journaling, right? That's journaling, basically what they were doing, right? And that's one of the practices I think that a lot of us miss. And it's great to write your feelings down every day. You'd be surprised at what you find out about yourself daily, you know? That people don't do it because I think that the first five sentences that you write come from the conscious brain. And so this is done. But if you keep writing, your unconscious will start. You keep writing, you'll write a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This was such a great conversation, uh, Denise. Thank you. But I do want you, before I let you go, to give my audience, because you can't drop all those gems and just walk away. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> so you need to let my audience know where they can reach out to you and find you because. You know, the audience that I have is mainly women um, and it's mainly uh, between the ages of like 30 to 50 or so. And I know that there are women that have a lot of trauma and stuff that go on in their lives. I know because I speak to my audience, you know, so let us know how we can contact you, how we can find you, things like that. 
Okay, great. And also to those women, I think I want would love to say, you know, look, go to my website and I'll give you my website. And there's there's a video page on my website. There's nine videos on trauma, nine videos on addiction, nine videos on relationships. They're one to three minutes long. So it takes you nothing, but it'll give you some really good education on how to speak to your kids. That's good. Those women out there probably are like myself, a single mom and, and, and raised the way I was raised. I didn't know what to do. And we passed down our fear onto our yeah. kids. We passed down our traumas onto our kids, un, unmeaning to. Right. So my website is denisecollette.com, D-E-N-I-S-E-C-O-L-E-T-T-E.com. And as I said, if you don't even look at the website, just go to the video pages. Um, Instagram is uh, Denise Collette Lamoureux. You can follow me there because I do mm-hmm. a lot of really good things. I'm always trying to teach people. Right. I'm trying to teach people. Uh, Facebook yeah. is Denise Collette Lamoureux. But um, yeah, the, I think the website and the videos and follow me on Instagram is really the best way to go. Yeah. And I'm sure if they go on your website, you probably have the links to your social media. Right? Yes, I do. Yeah. And also my email, Denise Collette one at Gmail. Uh, okay. is on my website. That's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, because one of the most powerful things of this conversation, all of it was powerful, is that, you know what, Denise, that even though you were by any stretch of the imagination, very successful, yeah, you still were crying inside. Absolutely. And so I want, yeah. And I want people to know that men and women, if yeah. you are crying inside, because even though you may look successful, you may have the car, you may have the house, you may have all of that done, but if you are still not feeling like you are living in that place where you should be whole, then there's something missing and you need to discover what that might be, right? Because a lot of times we think that success will clean it all up and it does not, it does not. So I love, I love your story because I love that your story touches on that, right? Because there's many times that I know a lot of very successful people that are not happy at all, but they're very successful successful clients and they're that's why they're here right right they want to help themselves and their children right and I just want people to know that and to know that even successful people are human because sometimes we seem to want to dehumanize somebody who's extremely successful for whatever reason and the truth is is that they go through things too everybody has a story everybody has a story So, um, you know, thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing this space with me. I am really grateful to you, really. Thank you so much. We got to go for coffee again. That was fun. (laughs) That was fun. Reach out. If you don't reach out to me, reach out to Nina. If you don't reach out to Nina, reach out to somebody because you care and, and nobody wants to go down alone and nobody gets better by themselves. Nobody. All do this with each other. It takes other. a village sometimes. It it, you can't do it alone. You can't. So guys, don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Make sure that you uh, share and leave a review because that's what helps us grow this channel. Also, I'm going to make sure that all of our show notes are here for you. So you'll be able to see all of the links below. Anything that you wanted to hear again, the show notes will have it for you so that you'll know. I'll make sure that Denise's information is all touched here on the show notes as well so that you can reach out to her and make sure that you do because it would be good for you to do it would be good for you to to just get to that place where you can release that trauma find your old self and reconcile thank you guys so much for being here this is nina perez this is straight talk no sugar added until next time
Make sure that you visit our website at Straight Talk No Sugar Added, where you can subscribe to our show on iTunes and Stitcher or anywhere you listen to your podcast or on YouTube so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about our show, that would be awesome too. If you like this show, you might want to check out our book as well. It's Hit Me With Your Best Shot, How I Overcame a Hard-Hitting Life. I am Nina Perez, and I am here for you. If you are looking for private coaching, make sure that you email me at hello at straighttalknosugaraddit.com. Until next time. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.